This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Our Father, we thank you for deliverance from the works of seducing spirit, from the works of deceiving spirits. And we shall heed to your voice by paying attention to your word at all times. Thank you for your protection. Thank you. Through your gospel, through your word, we shall be protected. We shall be delivered from every wicked spirit and every work of the wicked spirit to cause us to uproot from the place where you have planted us. We shall be stable in the faith. We shall continue to believe what we have believed from the beginning, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We shall walk with him. We shall not allow situations to deceive us and to dictate something contrary to us, but we shall be faithful to the very end. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Thank you. You know, I felt like praying more, but I'll just preach for a short time. And I want to recommend to you the book, Know Your Invisible Enemies. Know your invisible enemies. You see, can I say something to you? Not every part of a book is necessarily essential for you. But there may be one chapter, there may be two chapters, there may be a few chapters, sometimes even a paragraph is all that you need from that book. Hallelujah. So I pray that you give yourselves to reading of books. Amen. Amen. And I believe God shall help you. God shall cause you to hear what you need to hear when you need to hear it. I said, God shall cause you to hear what you need to hear when you need to hear it. And there shall be nothing too late in your life. You will be be always on time by the Spirit of God. Amen. Good. I mean, if you want to read a little bit about what we are praying about, you can go to 1 Kings chapter 22. You can go to 1 Kings chapter 22. You see, the Lord was not happy with one of the kings of Israel because the Bible describes him as 
somebody who did sell himself to work wickedness in the eyes of the Lord. It's like he, he gave himself. It's like he's, he's dedicated himself to work wickedness in the eyes of God. So God also decided your son was very good when I was praying. So I don't know what you are trying to do now. Just that it's trying to echo a little bit now. But the son was very good when I was praying. In fact, I wanted to comment, but I said, let me, let me finish praying before I comment. But I said, wow, good. So the Bible talks about a decision by God to deal with him. He wanted to kill him. But he wanted to kill him in a way. So the Bible said, God asked, I don't know where he asked, but there were spirits around. And he asked, I want somebody to go and work on him to cause him to go to war so that he would die in the war. Then the Bible says a spirit came. The people he trusts. What does it mean for me? It means that I must pray for the people that I talk to, I listen to, who give me advice because I trust them. So if they give me a wrong advice, I'm done for. So I must pray for them. Number two, I must analyze and assess their personal work with God. So you see, this small portion of the word of God is immediately giving me things to do in my own life. Some of you, you like your friend because they just make you laugh. <laughs> or they say what you want to hear. Or they don't argue with you. Whatever you say, they, they say, we go for it. No, no, I don't like such people. I like friends who would tell me to their face, what you are doing or what you are thinking of doing is wrong. According to the word of God, this is the way you are supposed to behave. Mm -hmm. I like those friends and I don't have a lot of them. I like friends who tell me to their face that go this way, not that way because this way is not good. Yeah, you feel like going there do you get it? You feel like going there, but according to the word of God, it's the wrong road. Say, so thank you. Yeah, sometimes I may not agree with them. All his prophets. So the fact that everybody is saying the same thing doesn't make it true. Because the, the spirits have done their groundworks. 
He said, I'll be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, thou shalt persuade him and prevail also. Go forth and do. In other words, you succeed. Your plan is good. It will work. But you see, this king, Ahab, had a friend who is godly. So when he went, or when the time came, and he called his prophets to check whether he should go to war, and all his prophets said, go. But you see, his, his friend, who is very godly, said, mm. He could sense in his spirit that something is not right. So he said, are these the only prophets you have? There's old. There's another one. But he never says anything good about me. <laughs> so they went and brought him. And then the, one, the people who went to bring him told him on the way, listen, everybody has said this old. So don't go and say something else. Go and say the correct one. So when he came, he says, oh, go. But the king said, "Mm, how come today of all days you are saying what I want to hear? Have I not warned you not to lie to me? Meanwhile, when the guy tells you the truth, you also don't like it. I don't know whether you have had a situation where you have a problem. And you know where to go to be told the truth. But you also don't want to hear the truth. They say, hey, Muruti, when I go to Muruti, he was, but I, I don't think I want to go to Muruti. No, 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 no. You know, I'll, yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes it's Satan. They say, no, no, you don't have to go. No, no, you don't have to go. No, no, don't go to him. He will, he will, he will, he will be harsh. He will, he will, he, and the harsh is he will tell you the truth. So the king, the prophet came and said what the king wanted to hear. But the king said, you are lying. It's okay, since you know that I'm lying, now let me tell you the truth. This is what is going to happen to you. When you read it down there, you are going to die. You are going to die. Because, because, and then, and then, he told him what has happened in heaven. The prof, you see, the spirit of the Lord has revealed to me. He said, now therefore, behold, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets. And the Lord has spoken evil concerning you. You know, when I read it, I realized that even in God's determination to punish us, he still gives us a way of escape. I think God is very loving, eh? Because why should you allow your prophet to come and tell the one you want to punish the truth? So that when he punishes you, you are without excuse. Because, listen, if this king 
never got to know the truth and went and fought. Then we could accuse God that God has deceived him. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because if you, you allow a lying spirit to be in the mouth of all my prophets, and I ask them, should I go? And they say, I should go. Is it my fault? No. You deceived me. But you see, God is never a deceiver. So he allowed his true prophet to reveal to the king the basis of why everybody is saying the same thing. He said, now, go back. He said, now, therefore, now, therefore, behold, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets, and the Lord has spoken evil concerning you. But what was his response? 24. 24, quickly. But Zedekiah, the son of Chinana, went near and smote Micaiah on the cheek and said, which way went the spirit of the Lord from me to speak unto thee? What's happening? Is it a power thing? Okay, let me preach quickly before the power goes. Let's go, let's go quickly. The power will go. But it, it, it will not go before I finish. And Micaiah said, Behold, thou shalt see in the day when thou go into thy inner chamber to hide thyself. But that's, this is not what I'm preaching about. But you can read it. And I suggest that you read it. Go and read it. And God will speak to you. So that don't like only people that lie to you and tell you what you want to hear. But in fact, the friends that are always challenging your decisions and using the word of God to show you that your decision is wrong, they are the ones you should keep as your friends. They are the ones you need around you. They are the ones who would cause and contribute to your life going up. Amen. Amen. Anyway, that's not a message for today, but this is just an extra Now, today I want to share with you on choices. Because I want to share with you on choices. And I want to say briefly that life is made up of choices. As a life is made up of choices. You always have to make a choice. You always have to make a choice. You always must take a decision. At every step of your life, a choice is before you and a decision therefore arrives. You see, when you have a choice, a decision is called into play by weighing the factors. Because every option has its advantages and its 
disadvantages. The decision of which option to choose is dependent on the goal you have set for your life and how determined you are to bring to pass that goal. Hallelujah. You see, and, and listen, a refusal to make a choice is also a decision. Hallelujah. Don't think that people that have things working for them are lucky. They are not. They have made choices. They have made decisions. Yes, there's the grace of God that comes to people, to us. But even in the grace of God, you still have to make a decision for the grace to manifest. Yes. You see, whatever mishap, whatever difficulty life has thrown at you, you still have a choice to make. You can choose to be in the situation and keep crying that why me? Or you can choose to trust God and take a step. You see, we, we know of the story of the three lepers. Is it three or four? There were three, I think so. That found themselves. You see, the situation is that in, among, in the Jewish community, when you are a leper, you are not allowed to mix up with the rest of the people because leprosy is infectious. It's like COVID. Did you get it? It's infectious. So when you have leprosy, you are asked to leave the city and be outside the city. Supposing that your leprosy can be cured. But in those days, there was no cure for leprosy. So you are on your own, but not with us outside the city. So these three lepers were outside the city. And then the city also came under attack and was surrounded to the point that food and everything got finished. And the next thing that awaited them was death. But through the mercy of God, prayers were heard. Their prayers were heard. And God decided to deliver them. Now, at the same time, as the city people were suffering, the lepers were also suffering because they also didn't have food. So they were found at a point where they had to take a decision. They had to make a choice. A choice to stay where they are and die or a choice to still go to the Syrians who may also have a choice to make either to kill them or to give them food 
But at the end of this day, they said, listen, they weighed in the factors. And they said, listen, if we stay here, we are sure of what will happen. If we go to the Syrians, there are two things, 50-50. You see, some of you, yes, the situation is bad. Nobody's saying the situation is good. Nobody's saying where you are is the best place. But sitting there and crying, why me? It's not going to change the situation. That's right. I said, sitting there and crying, why me? Why me? It's not a prayer. In fact, it's actually a complaint. And the situation will never change. But if you step out and say, Lord, it has not been best. But I know that you make all things beautiful in your time. Therefore, I'm deciding to walk again. I'm deciding to take a little step at a time. Please help me. God will help you. I said, God will help you. Yes, it's true. You were very high. You were very far. And the wind blew and things changed and brought you to the place where you never dreamt of. It's true. But if you would take a step, God is able to move you up. Hallelujah. So listen, you have a choice to make. Every day of your life is a choice to live for your flesh or to sow into the spirit. I think is it Galatians 5 also that talks about they that sow to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But they that sow to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Yes, you made a choice to be born again. Praise the Lord. But after that choice, there are choices you have to make. As to now that you are born again. I say now that you are born again, you have a choice either to sow to your flesh or to sow to the spirit. Please look for that verse for me. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth not to your spirit, to the spirit. You know, all this while I've been reading it to your spirit. No, 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 no. Not to your spirit. To the spirit. The Holy Spirit. We will go into detail some other time. But you don't need explanation to talk about sowing to your flesh, isn't it? If your flesh wants a warm-up in this cold weather, and you decide that you won't do it with a blanket, but you want to do it with a boy or a girl, 
you, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You see, if you are married, it's fine. It's not a problem. But if you are not married, you don't have that option as a choice. If you do that, somebody says chicken soup will do. <laughs> do you get it? No, no, no. You see, the choice is there. You can either sow to your flesh or sow to the spirit. So this morning, I want us to look at a choice that we are advised by God when he became man in the person of Jesus to make. Are you here with me? Good. So we want to look at Matthew, let me, where's my glasses? We want to look at Matthew chapter 7. I've just started preaching all. Oh, I said all these things to get your mind to. Matthew chapter 7. You see, Jesus has been talking and saying a few things. And I want to start from verse 13. Why do I want to why why do I want to talk about this? I want to talk about this because most of us don't realize that the path of walking with Jesus is a narrow path. And some of the complaints that we allow or let me put it this way. Some of the things we allow the enemy to deceive us with are the things that actually go with the good choice. And so I want you to know that the presence of these difficulties is not a sign that you have chosen the wrong way. Are you with me? Because the wisdom of a choice is the end, that the end of it, the wisdom of a choice you make is the results or the fruit that come out of that choice. You see, many of us make very bad choices and we expect that when we get up to pray, everything should be fine. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Many of us as Christians make the choice of just being outright lazy. Many of us as Christians make a choice of not investing into our spiritual life, our Christian life, and yet we expect our words to be backed with power. No. We have to invest into our Christian life for our words 
to, to have the power that is needed. That you are a Christian does not mean your words will have the power that is needed. You must be connected to the power. I said, you must be connected to the power. You know, let me give you. You see, I'm a qualified medical doctor. On the 4th of November, 1993, I finished six years of medical school training. And I practiced for a long time till about 20, 2008, 2010, thereabout. But from that time up to now, I have not actively practiced. But you see, I stopped active practice around 2009, actively. Now, around 2010, I took up some few hours of medical work. And do you know what has happened to me? I realized I'd forgotten a lot of the things that were at my fingertips when I was practicing. Such that doses that I know, doses of drugs, I have to get somebody to remind me. Look, it was one of the things that happened to me that I couldn't believe what I was experiencing. So yes, I could be carrying around that, oh, I'm a doctor. But it is, when I get down to the job, then I'll discover that I am a doctor, but I am not a current practicing doctor. No. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe what was happening to me. You see, what has happened was that I had not forgotten the principles. But I've forgotten the day-to-day practice. Yes, I know that this sickness needs antibiotics. But what is the dose? Yeah, how much of antibiotics does it need? Then I realized that it's like everything, the basic, the small things. So yes, I was a doctor. Yes, I am a doctor, but I needed, it's, it's like I was not as strong and sharp as I used to be. And that is a lot of many Christians that we don't keep practicing the Christian walk. We don't keep practicing reading our Bible, praying. But you see, when you make the choice to enter you at the narrow gate, the walk is on the narrow road. And it's going to bring many challenges to your life. Do you get it? It's going to bring many challenges to your life. You cannot be like everybody else. You cannot, you don't have the freedom of walking in the ways of the flesh like everybody else. But unfortunately, unfortunately, many Christians feel that even though 
I have chosen to enter by the straight gate. I want to walk on the broad road. Jesus says, enter ye at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in at that or thereat. Why am I sharing what I'm sharing with you? I'm sharing what I'm sharing with you because I want you to understand that you have made a choice and you must stick with the choice until you see the good of the choice you have made. And I can promise you, you will see the good of the choice you have made. I said, I promise you, you will see the good of the choice you have made. Don't allow Satan to deceive you by how comfortable and how easy it appears for those who have chosen to walk on the broad way and tell you that you have chosen the wrong way. Why are you suffering and why are you struggling? Why can't you see your friends? They are eating, they are going about like everything like you. So what is the big deal? Just be like them. No. You cannot be like them. Your road is narrow. Yes. Walk on it. Yes. I said, your road is narrow. Walk on it. Can I tell you something else? Can I tell you something else? The one who has called you is aware of the narrowness of the road. And you can be assured of one thing. He will keep you safe on that road. Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, therefore, knowing that the one who has called you to walk on that road is aware, it gives you the right to constantly call on him for every difficulty you meet whilst walking on that road. How do I know that he gives us the right? I said, how do I know that he gives us the right? The Bible says, let us enter or let us come boldly to the throne of grace. He says what? Let us, I think it's Hebrews, let us come boldly. Boldly. Is it Hebrews 10, 4, 16? Let us come, 4, 13 says all things are naked and open, isn't it? 16, let us come boldly. Let us come confidently let us come believing let us come knowing without a shadow of doubt because the one who has called us knows that the road is narrow ah what a friend we have in Jesus what a savior we have you see is he, let me tell you nothing. It is 
the demonic voices that wants to tell you a lie about the road you have chosen. But today, I stand as a servant of God and I'm telling you that the road you have chosen, it may be narrow, but every provision has been made for you to walk safely on the narrow road. By granting you full access to the throne of grace. He says what? Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. The throne of grace is a throne of unmerited favor. It's a throne of help that you don't deserve, but it is given to you because you have chosen to walk on the road that you are advised to walk on. You see, one of the things I learned is that whenever somebody gives you advice or somebody who is in a position of authority tells you, do this, what he has not said to you, which is also true, is that his resources is at your disposal. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. When somebody says, do this, do this, what he has not said, especially somebody in a position of authority, in a position of ability to supply your needs. When he says, do this, what he has not said, which is, or what he has said, which he has not voiced out, by just saying, do this, is that if you do this, you have my resources to back you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I want you to believe God. The advice to enter the straight gate and walk on the narrow road is not from man. It is from God himself. When he became man in the person of Jesus. Would I, do you think he would abandon you to walk on the narrow road? You see, whatever difficulty arises out of your life, because you have obeyed to walk on the narrow road, you can be assured of help. Amen. I said you can be assured of help Amen. because you didn't create that narrow road. He knows that that narrow road is a difficult road to walk on. That narrow road has many challenges and therefore would make at your disposal his resources. Amen. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Why do you think he has given us the Holy Spirit? Because he knows that without the Holy Spirit, we can't be Christians in this world. We could be Christians in heaven, but not, in, not here on earth. Without the Holy Spirit, my sister, you can never be a Christian, a Christian that God is happy with here on earth. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot. Yeah, because without the Holy Spirit, Satan has the upper hand over us. You don't believe it. You don't believe it. You don't believe it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. You see, those who don't have the Holy Spirit 
They have no one to help them against Satan. Please write it in English for us. This English, we don't understand it. Are you writing it in English? No, I, I want NLT. You don't have NLT. You have it, it's coming. Okay. Now, I, ho- I, hope, I hope you're understanding what I'm trying to say to you today. You see, because sometimes, let, let me say this, sometimes when you hit a rock or you go in a ditch on a narrow road, then Satan comes and says, who asked you to walk here? Don't you realize that this place is difficult to walk? Look at the others. Look, I know of Christians. I know of Christians who in the difficulty of fighting their fleshly desires decide to abandon their work with God in the name of I'm angry with this. There's no love. There's no this. There's no whatever it is. And then they leave. The real root, the real root is that their flesh through the power of the enemy is calling them out. Their response should not be to find a reason. Their response should be, help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Yeah. But you see, Satan is very wicked. That's why I said, let us pray against seducing spirits. Pray against it. And next week, God giving us life and health, we will pray against seducing spirits. You see, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world. Obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world, he is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. You see, so what the point I'm trying to make is that without the Holy Spirit, what are you against Satan? So, I want you to realize the love and the concern and the care of God in that when he called you to walk on the narrow road, he has also given you the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And you see, the promise, let's go back to our verse. I want to run out. The promise of the narrow road. The promise, the blessing of the narrow road is a blessing of life and peace. Take us back to our scripture, Matthew 7. Say, enter ye. Say, go here. This way is good. Because this way will bring you to life and peace. Verse 14. 
Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that findeth. But you have found it. I said you have found it. If you have found Jesus, you have found it. And if you are yet to find Jesus, you are yet to find the way of life. And you see, it will appear to me that we have different definition of what is life. I mean, myself or the world and God. But whatever is life, according to the eyes of God, I want it. I said I want it. And how do you find it? By choosing the narrow gate or the straight gate and the narrow road. It may be narrow, but it's walkable. I said it may be narrow, but it's walkable. In closing, I want us to to do Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15. You see, Moses, Joshua, you see, every leader has a way of explaining to the people that you have a choice to make. You have a choice to make. Either you stay on the right road and get what is good, or stay on the bad road and get what is bad. But you see, the weapon of Satan, the weapon of Satan against us is the apparent discomfort to our flesh that comes when we walk on the narrow road. But how many times have we not experienced discomfort in order to get something beneficial. If I will tell you, learning, sitting down to read, is not the nicest of a thing to a young man. No. But it is one of the things that changes an ordinary non-entity, nothing significant person into a very significant person. Just sitting down to read. Oh, yes. And maybe to take it further, thinking about what you read. Oh, yeah. That, that's the difference, though. It's not because somebody is blue, somebody's green, somebody's tall, somebody's short. Just sitting down to read and thinking about what you have read. Those who do, when they go out for one hour, they come out with so many thousands of runs. Those who do not, they go out for the whole day and they come up with a few hundreds of runs. Even sometimes, they cannot be sure. Because somebody read and thought about what they read. And the other one said, me, I want to watch movies and I want to play games. 
and I want to just be around and walk with my pants as if it's not long enough to come up. <laughs> Isn't it? It is so. It is so. It's all After you have walked around for a long time with your pants hanging down, in your years of adulthood, when you go out, they will give you 200 runs for the whole day. Because you refuse to sit down to read. And you see, sitting down to read, it doesn't stop. When you become a Christian, it also is there. It determines how much of the Spirit of God you would have. Yeah, sitting down to read and to think on what you read determines how much of the Spirit of God will manifest in your life and therefore will cause you to say what God is saying and therefore make your sayings come to pass. It says, I have set before thee this day life and good, death and evil. Can you see choices? I said, can you see choices? And to make a choice, a decision must be made. And a decision is made by analyzing the factors. What do you want for your life? Do you want to say whatever, whatsoever you desire and have it? Or you want to say whatsoever you desire and not have it. It all depends on you. You want your words to be backed by power or you want your words to be empty? What do you want? It's your choice. I have a duty to encourage you to make the good choice. What is better than saying what you want and it coming to pass? I say, what is better than saying what you want and it's coming to pass? May the Lord grant you the grace to always choose what will bring his goodness, his kindness, his mercies in your life. Amen. They say, I have said before thee this day, Life and good, death and evil. The next verse. The next verse. In that, in that, you see, this is how I have said before you. You see, he's explaining that this is how I have said before you. Life and good and death and evil. This is how. In that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways 
and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments. Are you with me? You see, by, by the commandment to love God, by the commandment to walk in his ways. Amen. Remember, his ways is the narrow way. Amen. But it's workable because his resources are available to ensure that his ways are workable. So he says, in that, I command thee this day. By this commandment, I am, what, I'm, I'm not just, you see, if you think I am an old man and just talking by heart, no. What I am doing is that I'm giving you one road to life and good, one road to death and evil. How many are going to choose the way of life. I'm going to choose the way of life no matter what it costs. God, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Whatever will stand as an obstacle to prevent me from choosing the way of life and good, Lord, by your power, break it in my life. By your power, expose its lies that I may choose your commandment to love you and to walk in your ways because I am assured I may be poor but I will still choose your way I may not have what to eat today but I will still choose your way because I know that not having what to eat today is but temporary I said I know that not having what to eat today is but temporary temporary for sure you shall supply you shall give me what I need to eat because I made a choice to love you to keep your commandment and to walk in your ways thank you Holy Spirit I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that Lord your help your help through your Holy Spirit shall be our portion. You shall expose every lying spirit in our life by way of thoughts, by way of voice of friends, by way of voice of television, and other ways by which the lies come to us. You shall expose them and you shall cause us to bring our thoughts captives to the obedience of Christ. Thank you, thank you that every weapon of the enemy shall not succeed. We shall cast it down because of the presence of your Holy Spirit in our lives. That we may walk the path of life. That we may experience your divine provision, your divine protection. We may experience your healing power. We would experience your love and we would experience your glory. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you have a choice to make. The choice is between Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, or yours, yourself and your own ways. The way of Jesus brings you to God. The way of Jesus brings God into your life. Your own way leaves you alone with the forces of darkness against you. This morning, this afternoon, I want you to make a choice. And make that choice that will work out well for your good, which is the way of Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to make the way. I want to choose the way of life. And I want to receive Jesus into my heart. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. I want to pray with you. You want to say, Pastor, I choose the way of life. I want to give my life to Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Father, the hands that are lifted up are not just hands, but they are voices of a heart that is crying to you, Lord, save me, save me, save me. Father, thank you that the heart that cries to you for salvation, you will never reject, but you receive them as your own. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. You lifted up your hands. I wanted to do one more thing. I wanted to come forward. I feel like laying my hands on you and praying for you. I know it's COVID, but just for a moment, for a moment, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. You lifted up your hands. I want you to come. Come. Help them to come. I want to pray for them. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Come quickly. Come. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, I pray for these ones. I stand as your servant and I say, Lord, let your mercy be their portion. Every wicked spirit that is operating in their lives, I break it in the name of Jesus and I command it to depart from them. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that these lives shall not be the same. They have made a choice to enter by the straight gate. May you, oh God, keep them on the narrow road. May you provide everything of their lives that would cause them to be faithful and to be stable. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray for you, my sister. May the Lord keep you on the path you have chosen. And may he deliver you from every evil. I want you all to pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, and congregation joining us, we pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you today that I have an opportunity to turn my heart to you and to submit to you as my God. I thank you for your love that never abandoned me but drew me closer to you till I have seen this day. I accept that I have lived my own life and walked my own ways. But today, 
I come to you with my whole heart. Submitting to you as my God. And acknowledging you as the giver of my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And I confess Jesus Christ as your son who came to die for my sins. He rose again on the third day. Seated at your right hand. By this prayer, I receive Jesus as my savior. Thank you, Lord, for this salvation that I have today. Jesus, I receive you as my savior and as my Lord. And I ask you to baptize me with your Holy Spirit so that I can follow you wherever you lead me. So that I can keep the commandments that you have given me. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, keep these lives precious. Keep them precious forever. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platform.